This is a WVU student media podcast. Welcome back, Mountaineers. A loss against Texas, an anti-hazing presentation, and reactions to the the Pride flag ban. I'm Riley Williams with another Monday in Morgantown. The West Virginia football team was back on the road to face off against the Texas Longhorns in Austin on Saturday, putting together an all-around poor showing in the 38-20 blowout defeat to the Longhorns. Halfway through the third quarter, West Virginia running back C.J. Donaldson suffered an injury while running the ball and was carted off the field in front of the solemn away crowd. Tony Mathis and Justin Johnson Jr. took over his role for the rest of the games as Donaldson's status was up in the air. Donaldson has has since been cleared to travel back to Morgantown with the team, according to the head coach, Neil Brown. After having a break next weekend, West Virginia will host the number 16 Baylor Bears in its next game on Thursday, October 13th. Kickoff is set for 7 p.m. in the Marlin Pushkar Stadium with the television broadcast available on Fox Sports 1. West Virginia University held its first ever Prevention Summit Friday covering issues of mental health, sexual health, gender-based violence, and bystander intervention. The event wrapped up the university's annual hazing prevention week, which raises awareness about the dangers of hazing. Nolan Birch's parents, Kimberly and TJ Birch, hosted a Q&A session following the screening of the documentary Breathe, Nolan, Breathe. Members of the WVU Greek Life were in attendance for this presentation. After the death of their son in 2014, the Birches created the Nolan Michael Birch Foundation as part of the commitment to educating students in high schools and colleges in college campuses across the country about preventable deaths caused by hazing. Nolan's death also sparked action on WVU's campus with the launch of the Would You campaign. The Birch family visits the university every semester to meet with the Birch Fellows, members of the Nolan Birch Greek Leadership Academy. The group engages in a 10-week program on hazing prevention, leadership, development, and siblinghood. Finally, the Montegalia County Board of Education is sticking to its decision to remove pride flags displayed in classrooms pending further discussion. Last month, board members ordered the removal of pride flags from schools across the county after reassessing a policy established in 2020. The decision prompted many to protest Tuesday's board meeting where the policy was revisited for public discussion. Dozens of people, including parents, teachers, and students, spoke out during the meeting. A majority expressed concern with the ban of the pride flags. Ahead of the meeting, people with Morgantown Pride and other concerned community members gathered outside of the meeting's location, covering head to toe in rainbows in solidarity with the LGBTQ community. Signs and clothing displayed messages of support saying that the pride flag is apolitical in nature and only meant to make students feel accepted and safe in their school environment. Among those in attendance was Morgantown Pride President Ash Orr, who founded the group and organized the protest to show support for the LGBTQ students and faculty who cannot attend the meeting. In the meeting, Orr referred to an email sent by a member of Mass Resistance, a national anti-LGBTQ group to them and members of the Board of Education. They added that the email was shared with students, teachers, and parents in Montegalia County. The email outlined religious beliefs and online references against the LGBTQ community in general, encouraging the BOE's decision to ban the flag according to Orr. Orr said the email is an example of the platform that is given to hate speech and hate crimes by making it acceptable to say that the pride flag, a symbol for the community, is political. The same concern was evident from several students, staff, and parents that spoke against the ban, saying that children feel less safe in public schools without the pride flag displayed in the classroom. 
In fact, several students testified during the meeting that they or their peers have witnessed an increase in bullying targeted at members of the LGBTQ community as a result of the removal of the pride flags. Reverend Jenny Williams of the Wesley United Methodist Church also attended both the protests and the meeting and said in an interview with, with the Daily Athenaeum that she is one of several religious leaders in the area who believe that everyone was made in God's image, discrediting the common argument that religion provides foundation for the opposition of the LGBTQ community. Williams brought a letter to the meeting signed by 18 religious leaders in the community who support the displaying of pride flags in the classroom. Some attendees even argue that the pride flag is a symbol of acceptance, saying that students may be more likely to attend a school they feel accepted in. Other attendees who agree with the BOE decision to remove pride flags say that the symbol hinders education as they feel the pride flag represents an ideology that does not belong in the classrooms. Some argued that the American flag shows blanket acceptance for their communities. In the end, Superintendent Eddie Campbell reinforced the decision, supporting himself with statements from legal advisors. He said removing the flag from the classroom falls in line with the BOE's policy that states non-school-related activities, including political activities, do contribute to a positive learning climate and may be disruptive, divisive, and distracting. To read more on stories covered today or any other stories from the DA, visit thedaonline.com. That's all for now, Mountaineers. Stay safe and healthy. We will see you next week for another Monday in Morgantown. Monday in Morgantown is made possible by the excellent writing of Christina Rufo, Caitlin Eloise, and Zach Anderson. Listen to Monday in Morgantown at thedaonline.com slash podcast or wherever you stream your podcasts.